everybody. It is April 8th, 2020 of the Dave and Jeff Show. All right, Dave, right out of the gate, people need good news. Okay. You've had no time to prepare. Let's play our first edition of Dead or Alive. Okay, good. Are you ready? Yes. First guy out of the gate is Doc Severinsen, former band leader for Johnny Carson. Doc Severinsen. I'm going to go dead. Wrong, you asshole. Jesus. How old is he? 108? 92. Wow. 92 for Doc Severinsen. All right. He looked 92 when he worked for Johnny. Right? Next guy up off the uh, list, Todd Bridges. Oh, he's alive. He is alive. Which is weird because you would have thought he was the first kid to die. (laughs) You would have thought, right? He's the only kid still alive off of different strokes. Todd Bridges is 54 years old. Dave Robert Hedges from Welcome Back, Cotter. Um, I'm saying he's dead. He is. <laughs> Pulled his final fire alarm in 2012. I remember that. Remember? <laughs> no, I remember him dying. Uh, here's a good one for you. Host of Hollywood Squares, Peter Marshall. You know him better by his real name, Ralph LeCock. <laughs> is that his name? Yeah, remember his kid played for the Royals, Pete LeCock? Oh, no way. That's his kid? That was his kid. His real name was Ralph LeCock. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to say I'm going to go alive. He is. He's 94 years old. Wow. For Ralph LeCock, also known as Peter Marshall. Good job. (laughs) And then we'll give you one more for tonight. It's uh, former Today Show movie critic Gene Shalit. Oh, that's right. Gene Shalit. Uh, Gene Shalit, I believe, is dead. Wrong, you asshole. 94. 94. 94. That's it. Damn. So, again, Todd Bridges is 54. Doc Severinsen is 97. Yes. Robert Hedges died in 2012. Peter Marshall, also known as Ralph LeCock. I like it. Only guy born with a porn name. 94. (laughs) And Gene Shalit's 94 as well. Dude, Josh Naylor has a porn name. (laughs) <laughs> what? That's pretty good. He does. Yeah. That's it. Dude, uh, that's pretty good. It's funny because later on in the show, we'll play your stay or go game because I have a whole list of people for you. Oh, uh, good. I love this game. Hey, by the way, it might be the best thing that we ever brought to the table is a stay, stay or, or go. go. Yeah, just putting you on the spot or putting me on the spot is so fucking funny when you have to think about it for a second. But I know I have one in here you're going to have a really hard time with. All right. That's we'll all I'm going to say. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. I want to ask you, first of all, Tom Brady. Did you yeah. hear him on Stern? I heard a lot of it. It was I over think, two hours long. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still one of the lucky ones who's working yeah. uh, during the day. So I heard, God, I probably heard 45 minutes of it at lunch. And then on the drive down, it felt like I picked it up right in the same 45 minutes. I thought he was great. He was. I thought he was really cool, uh, incredibly likable. I mean, he's a fan of the show. Yeah. So when you're a fan of the show, you're going to go in and you're going to be comfortable. But Stern, who's not a football fan, I thought did a really good job. I I did too. I thought he did a great job. Again, it was over two hours long. It was a couple things were interesting. One is I came away liking Tom Brady more than I did before. You know, where it's one of those, I've never been a Patriots fan, but you you admire greatness. And to go, this right here might be the greatest player of all time as he's sitting there and he's talking and going through the process of why he's not with the Patriots and why he's with the Buccaneers and family life and growing up. And 
I thought it was fantastic. And then it was funny. After two hours, I was I listened, I turned it off, and then I start thinking about all the people that own Tom Brady jerseys. Oh yeah. And you think about worldwide, I don't I, I would be shocked if there's someone that has sold more jerseys than Tom Brady. Well, I thought when Stern said to him, they should probably be paying you a hundred million. Yeah. Because of the amount of money that you're gonna make for the Buccaneers. And he said, I know you're guaranteed twenty five million a year whether you play football or not, but you could they could easily pay you a hundred million. And I wanted to hear what Brady said. I, I think we all kind of imagined he would say the right thing. And he paused for a while and then he said, Yeah, I would like that too. Yeah. Like I thought, dude, full credit for being candid. It was it was very, very good. There are a couple things I thought were interesting because I know you were working at the time, but as I'm flipping through the channels, I'm so I'm watching TV, but I'm listening to the interview. Mm-hmm. And every show oh, on everybody was listening at the same time and then writing his quotes down and then talking about it on Get Up and yeah. and everything else, you know, Skip and Shannon. Everybody was, re- there was a producer back there listening, yeah. writing down what was going on, boom, an instant topic. They were just taken from Stern. Unbelievable. It was. It was, it was basically ran sports radio for the most part nationally. Is everything that happened between Howard Stern and Tom Brady. Again, Tom Brady chose Howard, just like you said. Yeah. Um, did you hear the part where he said that they've met before? And they're supposed to do a commercial together. No. And so Howard Stern doesn't remember meeting him. And he goes, we were in the Hamptons. He goes, it was a Jay-Z party. He introduced us to Rihanna. He goes, completely blew me off, he said. <laughs> and he goes, I was just thinking about getting the fuck out of there. He goes, I didn't know. And I loved it, by the way, Tom Brady cussed like crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it was funny because it blew him off. And he goes, you and I were supposed to do a Super Bowl commercial together. Did you hear that whole part? No. And Stern goes, that's right. And he goes, why didn't you do it? You know, Brady says yeah. to Howard Stern, he goes, because it was about this new camera that came out. They took 360 pictures and it first pictures how great you look, oh, then how shit. shitty I look. He, <laughs> he goes, don't you think I want to get laid too? He goes, I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> so, but it was, yeah. it was, it was awesome. The Trump thing I thought was great about how Donald won. Yeah, what, Dave, I literally heard yeah. 20 minutes. I know, but, but I know yeah. a lot of people who are listening to us yeah. right now heard the whole thing. Yeah. So, but when he gets gets into Trump, and he wanted first he wanted both Howard and Tom Brady to speak at the Republican National Convention. Okay. And they were both friends with Trump, and they yeah. both said no. Said he can't do it. You lose fifty percent of your audience. You can't yeah. do it. And then, but he said Trump wanted him to marry Ivanka because he wanted this power couple. Oh wow. Yeah, he wanted him for his daughter. And I was like, Oh shit! That's a- Can you imagine <laughs> if you're Jared Kushner right now? Yeah, that's um, that, that little noodle arm. That's that's kind of what Stern said, dude. That's kind of well, what. you can hear the whole thing, and like I said, I, I you didn't can have- you put it on YouTube now. I know Sirius has it for free, but everyone yeah. I told about it could not get in today to listen for some reason. Oh really? I kept well, telling one, hey, it's on, it's for free for like six more weeks. Yeah, and they said now the whole video is up on the app. Like, it's funny because to me in the car, it sounded like he was on the phone. He did flip to the phone. Oh, he did? It started on video. They broke apart three times, and he just did it by phone. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, man, he's cool. The The thing that stands out for me always about Brady is how easily he could have been a Charger. Now, what would have happened here? Who knows? Really, who knows? It's the Chargers, and they would have found a way to fuck it up. Yeah. And uh, and they would have fucked up Brady. Like, he'd probably be retired and driving a lift. <laughs> but 
<laughs> no way would have married Giselle, but would have married who? Who the fuck would he? No Denise Yamada. <laughs> I'm sure they would have had an amazing life together. It just would have been different. And uh, yeah, fucking Mike Riley wanted to draft him. Yeah, he did. Mike Riley wanted to draft him, and Bethard and his dopey kid took uh, Jawan Sider instead. Yeah, didn't even make it out of camp. No, and the great thing why I always remember Brady is because the first Super Bowl when they beat the Rams. Yeah. Um, radio tradition says you shouldn't hook up with the listener. And we had two female callers to the show. One was Vera, and it wasn't her. And the other was, uh, she lived in North County. Okay. She was great. And she was at my house for that whole Super Bowl. The whole Super Bowl weekend. God, it was great. And uh, just hanging out, whatever we were doing, playing, you know, ping pong. Sure. And we just stopped and watched uh, Vinatieri hit that kick. That Never is forget funny. it. That and is- so, yeah, you go, fuck yeah, that was a great Super Bowl. You know, a fun weekend. There, outside of the, you know, I'm trying to think, would your kids like it or is it appropriate for your kids? Probably not for a 12-year-old, you know. Dude, I, l- I cuss their yeah. mom. Listen, they're I, 12, and they're the most annoying little fucks in the world. So they're unfortunately told on a regular basis that they're a dick. Stop acting like a dick. Fuck. Yeah, so they could probably, I, I, I probably like, be a nice break for them. I'll tell you what I like, though, as far as kids listening to it, is and, and it, people are going to say this is horrible advice of what I'm going to say that I agreed with, is that he was said he had one plan. And that was to be an NFL football player. Mm-hmm. And there was no backup plan ever in his entire yeah. life. And people thought he was crazy. Like, he didn't start on his freshman team. They were 0-7. He didn't start. <laughs> yeah. And he said, you know, because it wasn't for the kid who was in front of me. He said, fuck this game. I'm going to go play basketball. He goes, who knows if I play. But he goes, I only had one plan. I didn't have a backup. And I remember Doug Mankiewicz. Remember Doug Mankiewicz, yeah, the baseball player? Mikavich was so-so, just an average baseball player. But, but for the Twins, he was an all-star a couple uh, years. Was he an all-star? Uh-huh. I thought he never hit. So I, I know he, they knew him for his glove, and he had a great I glove. He had a couple good years. I, I bet he was an all-star for the Twins. I, I got to look that one up. But he goes, uh, I remember Mankiewicz when he said his entire life, people would say, you aren't going to make it. Yeah. And he used to say, fuck you, it's my dream. Yeah. That was always his response. And so I always admire people that will set their mind to something, try and work their ass off, and do it and so the the comparison has always been and he brought this up was everyone always compares him to michael jordan he mm. goes fuck that michael jordan was the third overall pick in the draft i was 199 yeah he goes michael jordan didn't make his varsity team as a freshman too bad i didn't start for my fucking freshman <laughs> team he goes dude we yeah. aren't the same guy no and he goes we aren't athletically the same guy we aren't the same guy great stories and but he goes we aren't the same guy and people always yeah. make that comparison my entire career that i'm the michael jordan the nfl he goes i'm not is that just not what it is? But I, as you said, I thought it came off great. I thought he showed he was human when he talked about marriage and, and marriage is struggle and his wife almost left him two years ago and all that shit was reality. You know, yeah. it wasn't that, hey, we have a billion dollars in the bank. Look how perfect our lives are. We work really hard at what the fuck we do. Yeah, it's cool. And uh, uh, I mean, man, it's pretty, pretty cool for Stern that the interview went there. Yeah. Um, dude, here's the crazy thing. Major League Baseball, and not that I, I just I'd rather not do a thousand topics that have been beat into the fucking ground all day on ninety seven three. I didn't hear ninety seven three today. But dude, I'm I'm still one of a lot of people 
that the Padres are holding on to our money, right? Padres yeah. have about 160 bucks of mine. You go, well, it's not a lot. <clears throat> but if you found out on the street, it's not a bad fucking day. At what point is this fucking team going to refund our money? And if you're a season ticket holder, when are they going to tell you, look, we owe you a lot of money. Here's your money back. Like, I know Dan Williams has gone around and around with them. But, Dave, there's not one thing you're hearing that leads you to believe that we're going to see one fucking game at Petco Park this year. Not one. So when is that team and the other teams going to do the right thing and give the fans the money back? Okay, as soon as my guess is, as soon as they announce that they're officially going to play in Arizona, which is the way it looks like it's going. And this is what yeah. I was told by someone inside Major League Baseball yesterday. I can't say it on on the on the show because it will, will be easily tracked back. But here we go. So between May 15th and June 1st, expect the start of Major League Baseball. Wow. Okay, so you're looking at about five weeks away, correct? Uh, yeah. Right? I mean, at the earliest. Yeah. All games will be played in Arizona. Mm-hmm. The minor leagues are done. No minor league baseball this year. Holy shit. Yeah, that's big because my question yeah. is, and, and the person I asked didn't know the answer to, was, okay, well, what happens when somebody gets hurt and goes on the on the yeah. disabled list go? or the injured list? Who, where do you go? Because uh, you always call guys up. Now, do you expand the rosters? What does that mean? Active, right? Yeah, you have to say certain 35. guys. Kind of like hockey, right? Actives and yeah. inactives. Yeah. And go, well, what's the process? But there are a lot of minor league baseball players who weren't making shit already. We already know about the draft that's supposed to be five to ten rounds that they already talked about. But from what I've been told, if you're a baseball fan like we are, that Major League Baseball will start somewhere between May 15th and June 1st, and all games will be played at uh, in Arizona at the spring training complexes. Yeah. And, no fans. <clears throat> no fans. And, and if players want to go to the game, you're six seats apart if they want to sit and watch in the stands. And Bank One, too, or Chase Field, I guess it is now. I'm so used to being Bank One. They'll use that, too. I thought Darren made a great point yesterday when you go, the average temperature in June is, what, 110? Oh, yeah. My boy Stevie Verissimo will be working each and every night down there at every game. <laughs> I just, uh, I I look at it and you go, man, all right. Like, all right. But I thought I thought Darren brought up a great point with Dennis Lynn yesterday, which is who's going to be willing to go down there for four months? Who's going to be... Which baseball players? Well, I'm not worried about the players, but does Mud go? Does Orsillo go? Yeah. You... What does that mean to Pomeranz and Sweeney, right? All those guys. Like, who makes the cut and who doesn't? Yeah. I... Is basically it. What about That's Ted true. and Agler? They have to, because you're going to broadcast the games. You are, right? Yeah, just no fans will be in the stands. But I, I guess you've been in those in and the booth at you, spring training. Yeah, but you probably have to be, like they said, quarantined and separated. I don't know where the hell they do it. Now, Darren asked Dennis Lynn yesterday, would he go down and cover the games if they asked him to? And he had a pause to think about it. I go, fuck, man, if I'm a reporter, I'm in. Yes, why would he give that up? Because it's going to be the... The baseball year for our generation yep. that everybody will remember. Of course. More than anything. And sorry, man, if you don't want the beat, then give it up. Yes. Then go fucking work at Lowe's. I'm like, why are you hesitating? You're a reporter. Fucking Richard Engel, that asshole, he's in the middle of war zones every day. <laughs> they're like, uh, hey, what's up, Richard? How you doing, babe? Yeah, hey, they're blowing the fuck out of Beirut so we got you on the uh two 
230 Trailways, all right, partner? <laughs> We're going to need you live at 5 with Lester, and then you'll be on Matt Owl and Brian Williams. All right, partner? Yeah, do you try to grab an egg salad sandwich. It's going to be a long one, okay? <laughs> he doesn't go, um, he's like, fuck yeah, I'm in. Give me a microphone. Yeah. Like, give me a comb. And off I go. That's yeah. the job. Like, sorry you don't get to go to Marlins Field and hang out, eat frozen yogurt. I'm with you on this. I, I, it makes me insane, these fucking guys. And as a sports fan and for baseball that's hurting, this will be the best thing for the sport that it gets going first. Because right now there's nothing yeah. to watch if you're a sports fan. Even as I said, I'm, not, I'm a very casual golf fan at this point in my life. I really yeah. won't take time to watch golf. But if the Masters was going on, you'd see me watching it. Well, you have, a, you have the UFC. Now, we'll find out. They haven't technically announced... If this fight card, which is going to take place at Tachi Palace up in Fresno, uh, it's on sovereign land, so Dana White cut a deal because what we found out today, it was interesting why there was such a push from Dana White to get all these fight cards on, right? Like yeah. He is, we're going to make it happen. Uh, Gagey and uh, Tony Ferguson, this fight, we're going to have a full card, the whole thing. Well, then you found out today that they could have those UFC fights in this garage. If they held them here in this garage with nobody here, UFC gets a check from Disney wow. for every event that they put on, whether there's one person there or 25,000 people there, they get a big fucking check for every event. Yeah. And that's why Ari Emanuel, who owns the UFC, is telling Dana White, you got to get this fucking shit on the air. And Dana pointed out yesterday, goes, dude, the guy leading the way is Vince McMahon. Because if you're a WWE fan, they're still putting new product on. Yeah. He's taping at a kind of at a training center that he has in Orlando. He did WrestleMania. He does, I don't know, his three weekly shows. They're down there every night cranking out new product. And they've got a, a camera crew yeah. and, and performers, whatever they had, 25, 40 people. And nobody's catching it down there. So it started with McMahon. Then it goes to Dana White, the UFC. And then we'll see which one of the four jumps in and gets it. But but for me, Dave, like, I get it. I, I don't judge anybody. If you want to stay home and and hang out, dude, fuck, more power to you. But give up the beat. Because yeah. there's plenty of good writers around the country that have lost their job because newspapers are dying that would go, fuck you, yeah, I'll take that beat. I'll go and yeah. cover it because in 25 years, it'll be a lot more interesting than anything else I've covered the last 10 years. See, okay, so going back to what you said before we jumped into this, you said one of the Padres is going to give my money back. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you so let's say they make this announcement of the dates I just gave. Hey, guess what? We're playing in Arizona until further notice. You expect yeah. your money back. I would hope. Uh, yeah. What if they pull this line on you? Well, they're going to be in Arizona until for sure they're going to stay there the whole year. So they might come back, Jeff, from July through September. Yeah, to they're not. Yeah, they're not doing that. It's shitty. Yeah. It really is. It's shitty. And I tell you what, hundred percent, Dave. It impacts the way I, I think of that team. Do you think the Padres would pull this move on season ticket holders? Well, we'll just roll it over to twenty twenty one. If they wanted to give you the option, I mean, look. But everybody knows you don't want other people holding your money, right? Well, and that's the thing. Going back to what we just said with Vince McMahon, my one son is a diehard 
He's got the WWE bug hard. Yeah. Right? Action figures, championship belt, loves the shows. Now, next year, WrestleMania is in L.A. At Staples? No, no, no. At the SoFi. Okay. And so I told him, I go, look, man. And he was kind of doing the math last night. He goes, God, I think that's right around when we'll be on spring break. So I said, okay, look. Here's kind of our our penciled-in plan, right? Our plan that we'll pencil in is if this thing goes off at SoFi, we'll find a way to get in. I don't know where the fuck we'll be. We could be in the back row, but we'll find a way to get in. And then for fun, maybe we'll try to go to Monday Night Raw the next night, right, when it's kind of the day after. And then uh, we'll just hang in L.A. for a couple days, and, and we'll come back on Tuesday. But I told him, but I'm not buying a fucking ticket until we know they're going. And he goes, yeah, no, don't do anything. And for me, Dave, look, I have one team, right? Pearl Jam has 600 bucks to mine right now. The Stones have close to 600 bucks to mine right now. Right? That shit adds up because it's on a credit card. Um, But the Padres are the team that we cheer for in this town. And the idea that they're hiding behind their social media account, hey, we're just waiting for Major League Baseball, to me it's shitty. To me it's complete bullshit. Major League Baseball, it's complete bullshit. The fucking game I was supposed to go to was two weeks ago. It didn't happen. Had nothing to do with me. Um, And I know they would have liked to play, but they didn't. So start issuing fucking refunds. Have you called them and said, hey, what's the deal with my money? Uh, I'm watching them on social media. Okay. Because people like Dan are lighting them up. And I would just say for every game that comes on the schedule that hasn't been played... That's when you go, okay, you have tickets to the 28th? Great. Here's your fucking refund. Yeah. Oh, you had tickets to the 29th? Here's your fucking refund. This bullshit that they're hiding behind it is incredibly disappointing, and they should all be embarrassed. And don't tell me, oh, we're following Major League Baseball. Fuck that. (laughs) Fuck that. I didn't pay Major League Baseball. I fucking paid you. Refund the money, asshole. Right? And you go, you go, hey, uh, 160 bucks, big deal. That's a fucking car payment. Yeah. That's Although anything. People paid a lot more money than you, guarantee it. Right. Yep. And every one of you should be getting a refund. Yes. As soon as that game has passed, they should give your money back. That's what I'm saying. Because what? Now all of a sudden my tickets are good for July 3rd? Well, what about the people that are sitting in there July 3rd? Or how do I know my schedule works the same as it did for the 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 day I bought tickets. Now Pearl Jam is a little different that if I wanted to get rid of those, I think I could just sell those through Ticketmaster. Um where you could you can verify resale and get your money back. And I would think those would go pretty quick, but I'm fine hanging on to those. And the Stones tickets I'm fine hanging on to because I paid that credit card yeah. off. But the pods it's like bullshit. That game isn't happening. Give me my fucking money back. Hey, we're going to have a meet and greet with Garrett Richards. (laughs) Come on down. And you can meet Randy Jones. Oh, fuck that. (laughs) Going to be great. Clay Hensley's going to be there. We'll have face painting. (laughs) We'll play cornhole. 
and everybody gets a chance to take a picture with Mark Grant. Well, what a fucking treat. <laughs> what a treat. From six feet away, because Mark's not going to get near you. He's made right. it perfectly clear. Right. That's the only good news out of this, Dave. <laughs> that you'll never have to be closer than six feet to mud moving forward. That's a, it's a good point. What is What does that booth look like? With Don and Mud. I mean, it's they look like it's fucking Quincy. Yeah. <laughs> They're just in there in scrubs. <laughs> it's like fucking General Hospital. Your boy was Frisco Jones a doctor? I uh, know he's a detective. What? Yeah, his brother was a doctor. Tony. <laughs> yeah. Two assholes. Look like, uh, yeah. Let me just look like Grey's Anatomy on yes, the fucking that's, booth. That's Let's true. be sitting there in scrubs. <laughs> hey, everybody. Good evening. <laughs> Pottery Baseball live today from Kernsfield. Right, bud? You got it, Dad. Here's our later. Brought to you by Kirkies. No more three-man booths. No more. Fuck no. no you're Sweeney, out, Sweeney. Sweeney's not coming in. You can just sit there and keep liking things on Instagram, buddy. You're going to have plenty of free time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but just, uh, it's just there's a lot of shit that could have been done differently. I think we say that all almost every day, right? We see something yeah. and go, ah, "This seems a little fucked up." Yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Who's holding the brain? That's true. It feels like a lot of things that way nowadays. Okay, so uh, as we're missing baseball, and you and I have baseball, an old game on on the TV right now. Usually, as we're doing the show, I was watching on MLB Network because they've been showing twenty greatest games. Yeah. The game I've been waiting for them to show, and they didn't show it in its entirety, was game four of the Cubs and Padres, 1984. Oh, the, wow. The Garvey home run game. Yeah. What, what they did was they showed a, they showed the 1984 season in review, and then they just they breezed through it. But then they showed the clinching World Series game of the Tigers and Padres. Oh, that's the one we talked about with Ted. Yeah. When they rioted in yes. Detroit. They showed that. And when Gibson... It's what, the Homer off a of goose. goose. God, Goose looks like such a dipshit when right. you watch it. I got him. I got. I've had success against him. And Dick Williams has the four up. We're walking this guy. Finally, has to go out and run out there and talk to him. Yeah. And then but fuck. did they play? I didn't watch it. Did they play the audio of Sparky being Mike and no, Goose about, being Mike? It, about he he wants to pitch to you. That's yeah, the best. No, they didn't. They didn't. Not they good. didn't. They didn't have that. And it was funny. You look at. I'm looking at all the guys on the mound. As Dick Williams is talking, and the guy who looks like, dude, this is a mistake, is Craig Nettles. Right. He looks disgusted. Like, what the fuck are we doing? What are we yeah. fucking doing? First base is open. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah. He got fucking like Larry Herndon on yeah. fucking deck. Daryl Evans. Yeah. What are we doing? And and Gossett just fucking smacks Goose in the. I mean, uh, Nettles smacks Goose in the ass and just walks back to third. Like, we're, we're making a big mistake. Fuck. And boom, three run home run World Been Series is call. over. And yeah, yeah. and it's just like son of a bitch, but. Everybody talks about how it looks like nobody ever worked out in the 70s and 80s when you look at these clips. The Tigers' uniforms look like they just pulled them out of the suitcase. They're all yeah. wrinkled. Everyone's uniform's wrinkled and looks dirty <laughs> and shit. It's all fucked up. I'm like, this is ridiculously terrible. But uh, it was it was great to see some of those guys. Especially, it, it's sad when you're seeing like Alan Wiggins and yeah, Tony and you, even Eric Chow and all these guys who passed away. And like, man, this kind of sucks. But Goose was so fucking bad in that World Series. I had to oh, look yeah. it up. His ERA is like 14. Yeah, but I look at that, Dave. When I think back on the 84 team, you go around, you go, all right, Garv, Wiggins, Templeton, Nettles, yeah. Carmelo, I think Bobby Brown's in center. And you had to make Reynolds as well. 
Yeah, but he yeah. got he, he got did, hurt. He did got hurt, so he had Bobby Brown. And then uh, Tony, and then Terry Kennedy. Do you remember who the DH was? Uh, it would have either been You'll probably get it. Bavacqua. It was Bavacqua, who was awesome. Yeah. Had a great World Series. Yeah. Yep. But I look at that staff, yeah. and I'm like, dude, none of those fuckers would even be your fifth nah. starter. Mark, Mark Thurman? Thurman is horrible. Mark Thurman, Eddie Lee, yep. Shao. Tim Waller was terrible in that World Series. God, Tim Waller, because I think Dravecki yeah. was in the pen, right? Yep. I think Andy Hawkins right. was in the yep. pen. Where was Lefferts? Wasn't Lefferts he in the pen? He was in the pen. With Goose? Yeah. So. Not very good. You know, it's funny. I mean, not, not it, when you look at those guys, and baseball fans don't ever want to hear this, you look at those guys just like you were going in that direction. Yeah. You, not one of those guys would be playing today. I mean, they, they, do they look ridiculous. No one throws hard. No. The strike zone's different, though. Major League yeah. umpires, they don't call that strike right below the knee. Everything has to be elevated. I bet. But people don't throw hard like they – they didn't throw hard like they do now. Hawkins and Dravecki were pretty young, but those guys, they would have they would have yeah. been on the staff. They were okay. Eddie Lee would have been like the fifth guy. See, it's funny. Thurman. I don't even know how fast Dravecki threw it because they, they never show you how fast they threw. But, like, you know, yeah. nowadays you have to throw 93 to get signed. Yeah. And we talk about this all the time. Randy Jones will say he would have never gotten signed, but I don't even know if Dravecki ever threw 93. I don't know. He was, God, he was so fucking good. Threw his arm out. Yeah, he was so good. Part of that shitty trade. Fuck. <laughs> what trade was that? You want to explain it? Yeah, you win that fucking deal to the I know, Giants. I know, I just wanted to see you get upset. Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> sound like, you sound like Mike Riley. Uh, dang it. Darn it. <laughs> Boy, did I hear a, uh, I heard a Spanos story today. Okay. This is, this is who that fucking team is. Okay. They had a guy and the name wouldn't mean anything to anybody. So I'll leave his name out. I was told this story today. Fucking guy worked for the team for 43 years. Okay. At the end of OTAs last year, whole place empties out coaches players everybody empties out this guy is like the last guy in the building gets called up to the front office and Jeannie bonk who's the kind of you know she's below not far below uh ag yeah. john and dean calls this guy in who's been there 43 fucking years and says, uh, hey, we're making a change. You're out. Dean doesn't say shit. Wow. John doesn't say shit. AG, nothing. That's who that fucking team yeah, is. Yeah, I know, but it's what we thought they were. It's just... I mean, we've seen stories and heard stories. Yeah. I mean, from the most loyal people. But that's why, like, anybody... I mean, God, that's yeah. your team? That That's how they treat people? Right? Question, yeah. question me again for being a Raider fan, right? I mean, I just... It's true. Look at all the Raiders that always come back. Yeah. They go back. They're treated well. Yep. The organization treats them well. All of them. Yeah. 43 fucking years yeah. with an organization. And at the end of OTAs, you're cut loose. And the guy who signed your check for what? 30? God, longer than that. Yeah. When did the family take over? Like 85? Yeah, around there. Around 84, 85. So probably yeah. 35 years? 
doesn't even bother no. to say, hey, thanks. And from what I was told, this employee has never heard from anybody in the organization again. Yeah, we know, unfortunately, we know a lot of people, man, that were so dedicated. Oh. When we used to look at them and go, how do you do it? Right? We used to, right. I mean, guys, we were, we were close to. We'd look at them and go, dude, how do you fall in line with this shit? Right. But I remember you and I, when we first started with the Chargers and we were doing pre and post game stuff and Charger talk. And I remember a couple of times I'd almost have to catch myself and go, wait a second. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. I loved watching these guys. You've talked about it before. Those that the Sunday afternoon game on NBC. Mm-hmm. And I'd go, and I used to watch these games when I was in Tennessee, and I used to love watching them because they scored so many points, and I didn't understand football exactly, but I knew this yeah. team scored touchdowns. What else could he ask for? It's like a young kid watching a basketball team that just dunks. And I'm going, this is crazy. I remember fucking 12, 13, I had a Kellen Winslow jersey that I bought. And um, I'm, I was like, this is really cool that you and I are doing this. Mm-hmm. And then I started hearing stories, and you started hearing stories. I mean, whatever you think you know, Jeff and I heard a lot more. But but remember, Dave, that team that you saw was owned by Gene. Klein. Yes, I know, but I didn't. You understand? I, I didn't yeah. know. I and yeah, and I, I understood that that whole deal. But honestly, and and at the time, I didn't know what Dean and his sons and the family and the history and anything else. I just knew Alex stories. And I remember at that point going, "There's no way in hell I'm rooting for this fucking team." And that was it. And I, I've always told people who used to yell at us all the time that knew we weren't pulling for that team. When they sell the team, I'll become a Charger fan because I'll support the San Diego teams. But, dude, it, it, it was ridiculous. And just like the story you just told, there are a bunch of them. I mean, there are at least 10 of them we can name right now that people don't want to freaking lose their mind over. But everybody right. knows the, the guys that, that we were close to. And we weren't the only media members that heard yeah. these stories. But the the way their careers ended after being loyal, working the seven days a week and the 16 hours a day, and no matter yeah. what you did was never good enough, it was one of those where I'm like, there's no way. And that's why I said it's easy to be a Raider fan. Not to say that they always win, but, man, those players keep coming back. Those, yeah. You know, they're appreciated. For Kellen Winslow not to have anything to do with the Chargers is a big wake-up right. call. Well, I look at it, too. Gene Klein, when I got here, ran J.J. out of town. Fred Dean ran out of town. Coucher out of town. So it's not like he was. Yeah, he wasn't the best owner either. No, uh, not the most beloved guy. But anyways, I just heard that story today. And I was like, God dang, man. What did that guy do next? Did he retire or did he try and find a job somewhere else? Yeah, he's probably fucking pouring drinks at Cali Comfort. <laughs> What are you going to bring Sean into this shit for? Sean gave the guy a job. <laughs> Goddamn hero. Uh, driving Lyft. Fucking that's driving two, the... That's two guys already driving Lyft in the show. He's uh, driving that fucking Zamboni thing around the uh, around the airport. You know that thing? <laughs> they, just fucking cleaning floors. <laughs> just fucking doing that shit. I don't know. I never knew the guy. But I just, i like, God damn. Oh, my gosh. All right, so as far as bringing sports back, one thing they announced today was ESPN's going to host a horse tournament. Have you, do you see yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. So the guys involved, when you say that, first guy you're going to think is you want to see Steph Curry, right? Yeah. Not fucking doing it. He's not in. He's out. He's in. Chris Paul, Zach Levine, Trey Young, and a couple WNBA players. Chris, yeah, they didn't get anybody. No. They and had th- hyped it like it was going to be – they made you believe that it was going to be Curry, LeBron, yeah. right, Giannis, Zach Levine, Chris Paul, Trey Young. Who's watching that? 
You know what? Other than my kid. <laughs> that's, well, that's what I'm saying. Your kids are huge NBA fans. are probably going to be a little disappointed. Yeah. They'll watch it, but... Um, and it's they're going to be in the same gym. They're going to be doing it from their house, either yeah. in a, a, a court they have at home or in the backyard or wherever the hell they're doing it. But the couple WNBA players, this is going to sound really bad. Do they use the... The men ball, because they never bring this up. The girls use that small ball. The hoops are the same fucking yeah. size. Bullshit. You're fucking weird. I, don't, I just don't like it. I'm just saying. Yeah, we'll get over it. I'm not. I'm not even going to watch it. I don't it. need to see fucking Tamika Catchings shooting a horse. She's going to be good. Did your kids like uh, watching the WrestleMania with no crowd? They did. I tell you what. They did a really cool thing. They did two... The the second night they had a John Cena match that was kind of weird. Yeah. That wasn't really for us. But a lot of people liked it. But at the end of the first night, they did a thing with the dude Undertaker, Dave. Yeah. And the guy, AJ Styles. And they filmed it out at kind of like a ranch. And so it looked very reminiscent of like a fight at the end of Roadhouse. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But they filmed it like on, like uh, like a movie. Yeah, dude, they did a really cool job. Good. And, and for those guys, and I was listening to Jason Smith and Mike Harmon the other night driving out of here, and, and they said it. You know, for those guys, Dave, so much of the energy comes off of playing off the crowd, right? Yeah. Whether you're twenty thousand at Staples Center, but that night for all those guys. And, and look, man, for a couple of those dudes that they go, okay, now it's your time to be champion. You're thinking, I'm going to win this championship in front of 70,000 people at Tampa Stadium. And you win it in front of Frank the fucking sound guy. <laughs> but they all, it was, yeah, it was good. But And for those, like both the men and the women, that are used to performing and playing off the crowd and doing all that, yeah. man, that had to be a completely different thing. And I thought the, I thought the analogy Jason Smith made was really good where he goes, when you come in and do a radio show, you're basically talking to yourself. You yeah. have no idea how anything is going to react. Maybe like we used to do with Katie Mosier or others, <clears throat> you're kind of playing off of your board up or an intern, each other, but he goes, but for the most part, you're you're doing it for an audience of one. Yeah. And he goes, you get used to it doing radio. But he goes, for those dudes that always are playing to a crowd of 20,000 every night, and now you're playing to a crowd of three, man, that's a lot different. Yeah. And they, they did a good job. It was fun. Yeah. It's a, it is interesting. I just saw saw a little bit of it and going, it's weird because he used to, he said, playing in the crowd with the arms up, like, let me hear you. Yeah. And he's like, well, all right. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your, well, shut your mouth. And a bunch of the guys had said, like, for the, and here's the thing for Tampa, yeah. like, I'm assuming they'll go back to Tampa in a couple of years, but they were going to be at Raymond James Stadium. And guys said, dude, I had already figured out how I was incorporating the pirate ship into oh, what wow. I was going to do. And they were like, the one guy was like, dude, I was climbing up that thing. We already had the move worked out, and hopefully. My guess is, Dave, they do it in L.A. next year or try to do it in L.A., and I bet they go to Tampa the following year yeah. to bring it back. It's funny, man. A lot of people are really into it. I mean, not just your kids, but a lot of adults are really, really into it. Well, UFC 
UFC won't be that big a deal because if you've watched The Ultimate Fighter, yeah, The Ultimate Fighter was basically taped in an like the fights were taped in an empty yeah. arena. They'd have the blue team and the gold team, and those guys would be sitting there, but they didn't have fifteen or twenty thousand yeah. people in. So the UFC's done it before. Did did I tell you that he bought an island? Yeah, I heard of this. They bought an island to get international guys. They got to get those fucking checks, man. Yeah. Endeavor tried to do an IPO, and that didn't work. And these dudes need the money. So we'll see. But what I meant to say earlier, there's still a debate whether or not this UFC card a week from Saturday is going to be available for free or if they're going to try to do a pay-per-view. Wow. Dude, nobody's paying 60 bucks right now for a pay-per-view card. Nobody knows where the fuck the money's coming from. But um, but one way or the other, there'll be some fights from that card for free on ESPN. We'll see what they do if they do the entire card. All right. Before we get to how old are they, how much they're worth, and just that round of stay or go, I want to mention the guys that help keep this show on there, and that's Dan Williams to start with. Dan Williams is the guy you need to talk to. We tell you, it's an interesting time out there. Dan has been receiving your phone calls, as he said in Twitter. Always happy to help. Take advantage of what Dan knows. He'll tell you what he knows through the financial market. As he said before, he wants to get get you out of renting a home and gets you buying a home. Dan is the guy to call. You need to call him right away, 858-688-6813. If you weren't on a budget before, there's a pretty, pretty good chance you're trying to figure out your budget now. It's 858-688-6813. Uh, one thing Dan and I talked about the other day is how are you going to use your stimulus check, right? Yeah. When it shows up? It hasn't shown up? I'll tell you how I'm going to use mine, Dave. I figured this out. You know what I thought about today? Go ahead. This job is so fucking easy. A guy from Torrey Pines could do it. You know what I'm going to do with that stimulus check? I'll buy a fucking chicken farm. (laughs) How many fucking chickens? All right. The goddamn line. I'm driving down here and I drove by. Fuck you. Listen. Are you fast enough to catch a chicken? Rocky too? No, no, no. That's what I hire Woods to do. You've seen that kid turn third? Get the fucking lightning. Okay, I'm driving down here today, and it hit me like a bolt of lightning. Okay. I look to my right, and even with COVID-19 going on, there's a goddamn 100 people in line at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Right? Yes. Now, what are they all getting? They're getting fucking chickens. Yes, they are. And thing when you go to Chick-fil-A, what it's good chicken, right? Yes. Now you go, all right, hang on. You got Chick-fil-A. Then you go anywhere else and people are getting chicken and chicken. Yep. I go, I'm going to take that goddamn stimulus check. I'm going to go buy fucking some land, Fallbrook. I'm going to get a goddamn chicken farm. How much am I selling each one of those little fuckers for to the colonel or to Chick-fil-A? Each one's got to be what? Four bucks? I don't know. They sell whole chickens for like $5 at like ah, Bonds and Costco. Shit. You get $2 a chicken. All right. But Dave, every right. day, it's like the guy says at the funeral home. You never run out of customers. <sighs> You're goddamn right. Yeah, they're charging $12,000 at the funeral home. You're charging $2 a chicken. Right. You but every your, day I'm running Are you up. driving your big truck with all the chickens in the back down okay. the 15? Right there. Dan Williams and I are going to buy that fucking chicken farm. You're going to be sitting down here. Sure. 
doing this show with Dan Noon because I'm going to have so much fucking money I can't stop counting it. And I'll tell you the guy who's going to finance, uh, take good care of it, all about the cash flow. I'll have nothing but cash. Fuck. I can't keep enough chickens in here. You know what the problem is? Your kids love animals so much, they're going to name every fucking chicken and we'll let you get rid of them. Uh, they won't know. They all look alike. Hey, what happened to Turk? <laughs> uh, he's still there. It's like uh, Uga. I mean, Turk 8.0. <laughs> Remember that fucking... Yeah, that's it. That's all I'm going to do, dude. Fuck, laugh now. All right. They laughed, they laughed at Christopher Columbus when he said the uh, world was round. Fuck you. Me and Dan Williams, 858-688-6813. I'll tell Dan Noon to get ready. Yeah, he'll be ready. You guys will be sitting down here having fucking Jeff's chicken for dinner. <laughs> Fuck you. Next guy you need to call, it's going to be Brian Curry. Brian yep. Curry is the guy that's going to help you out with real estate. Look, the real estate market is still going. Believe it or not, you can still get great deals right now. Brian Curry sends me about five houses a day to look at. Brian Curry is extremely busy. He'll tell you what's going on with the real estate market. Again, he knows all of San Diego. 619-251-1588. Had buddy Ray call me yesterday and say, guess what? The stock market's doing so well right now. I'm going to have to buy some property. Probably I got to call Mesa. I got to call Brian Curry. 619-251-1588. Well, when I buy that chicken farm, guess what I'm going to need, Dave? Bunch of little chicken houses. <laughs> What a mess. <laughs> Fuck you. Dude, I want you to get a chicken farm so bad. Wouldn't it be great? Who's going who's gonna to move out there with me and work on that chicken farm? Mosier? You're going to be like fucking Napoleon Dynamite and shit. Doing, <laughs> drinking shit. What is that? What's wrong with that one? What do you mean? <laughs> Remember when he gets his goddamn license or whatever? Who? Napoleon? Yeah, Napoleon. And all they have to eat are like those egg sandwiches and shit. Yeah, it flies all over him. It's going to be you. White bread and fucking egg sandwiches. Having, having Napoleon's aunt out there making me quesadillas? Yes. Fuck no, dude. We're going to be living large. I'm going to have... It's going to look like the goddamn Ewing Mansion. Because <laughs> Brian Curry's going to find it. 90,000 acres full of fucking chickens running around there. Shit. It's going to be perfect. And because I'm classy, I just mentioned it. All of the chickens for their short little life are going to live in beautiful little chicken houses. All bought by Curry. God damn, this is great. <laughs> it's amazing watching all the great ideas come uh, immediately. It's like to a mind. whole new game of Monopoly. How many house chicken houses do you get before you get a hotel? <laughs> right. Jesus. <laughs> and then, uh, with all the money I'm making, you know what's going to happen for huh. when I need to get away? little stabbing cabin downtown. <laughs> Fuck, I'll have so much money. I'll be like, come on, Brian. Let's buy two of them. Knock the walls out. Shit. <laughs> Nobody will help me achieve this fame and fortune easier than Dan Williams and Brian Curry. That's Couldn't awesome. be more thrilled. Now, now look, you got a ton of money. Guess what's yep. coming next? That Fuck perfect right. pool. Little chicken pool. You get your little chicken pool, your little chicken ass in the chicken pool. Right there, TaylorMade Pools, Alan Taylor is standing by there to build the perfect pool for you. If you have a pool that hasn't been used because guess what? It needs a little bit of work. He can do that as well. But your dream pool is just around the corner. Alan Taylor with Taylor May Pool, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Well, the weather the last couple of days has been so goddamn bipolar, right? Yeah. It's going to be good next week, though. I already looked at it. 
Uh, today, over by Mission Bay, yeah, uh, went out in the morning just to run a few things down to the trash. Man, it was perfect. A little marine layer, a little wind coming off the water, but not bad at all. Where you go, God, this would be the kind of day. Be so nice to be out on the golf course, right? You yep. get back, and 10 minutes later, I look outside, and it's pouring rain. Yeah, exactly right. You know, what the hell is going on? And then this afternoon, again, sunny, clear, the whole thing. And then tonight, when I'm driving down here, uh, all of Eastlake, once yep. I got, got off the 805 and started working my way out, all of those roads were soaking wet, yeah. too. So, yeah, it may not be the best pool weather right now, but goddamn, while you're quarantined and so many people have been talking about, oh, well, yeah, if I had so-and-so's money or I lived in their house, it doesn't have to be their house. It doesn't have to be their money. It can be your backyard with that perfect tailor-made pool. Go to the Dave and Jeff Show page, check out the sponsors, and check out that tailor-made pool page and find out for yourself. Uh, the great stuff that Alan and his team can do for you. Absolutely. And finally, don't forget about Kyle Fluker. That perfect website for you is just around the corner. You need that business to pop. More and more people are realizing they can work from home. And guess what? They want to work for themselves. Kyle Fluker can help you out with that website. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Told you the other day. Got a bunch of friends I'm working with now on a new fight promotion based on... Uh, the East Coast, more details coming on that over the next couple of weeks. And they said, hey, where's your website? I said, go to DaveAndJeffShow.com. And they jumped on and they go, God, that's really good. And they may be using Kyle for nice. their page. So, yeah, that's the thing. When you are giving out your website to people, you want that kind of reaction. Dave and I have had that reaction for a while, you can have it too. Give Kyle a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. All right. We got birthdays here. How Let's old go. are they and how much are they worth? I'm going to give you two from... Uh, actually, you know what? Fuck. I didn't give you anything from uh, April 8th. I'm giving you April 7th because April 8th sucked. For some reason, there wasn't anybody any good. So here we All go. Right. Let's go Russell Crowe. Oh, shit. 56. Dude, exactly right. Really? Yep. Okay. How much is he worth? Ah. He's been in a lot of movies, man. A lot of big time movies. I'm gonna say he's worth eighty million. Ninety five million. Wow. All right. Jackie Chan. Fucking Jackie Chan. Rumble in the Bronx is so great. I think he's older than I'd guess. Or than you would initially think. I'm gonna I say to. I'm gonna say he's sixty four. Sixty six. Damn. But he he made a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah, because he owns and produces, like executive produce. Yep. I'm gonna say he's two hundred million. More than that. Really? Yep. How much? Four hundred million. Fuck. Tiki Barber. Shit. I think Tiki's gonna be like I think all of us feel like Tiki just played. Yeah. And then when you hear that he how old he is, you're gonna be like, fuck, he's been yeah. out for a while. Forty four? Forty five. All right. Remember, we went to a Super Bowl party with him in Arizona. Yes. You remember that? Yes. He was cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, how much is he worth? Well, he's doing national radio now, but I don't think he's making a lot there. Um, but he played for the Giants, Today Show, shit like that. I'm going to say he's worth $20 million. He is worth $14 million. All right. All right. James Garner's dead. James Garner is dead. Almost okay. was on the dead or alive list. Really? Yeah. 
I used to play softball with James Garner when I lived in L.A. Raider fan. Yeah, mean as fuck. Not a nice guy. Fuck. <laughs> wasn't the nicest guy. So uh, James Garner was born in 1928. So today he would be, let's see, he'd be eight, 92? 92. I thought I heard that he was older than that, but that's okay. Okay, right. so he died in 2014. How much was James Garner worth? Fuck. Well, again, the money's so different back yeah. then. Uh, $15 million. $20 million. You're doing better than I thought, though. Okay, two more here. All right. Adrian Beltre. Ah, shit. I like that one. Uh, 42? 41. Fuck, right there. Okay, he made money. 80 million. 95 million. All right. Okay, now this one was a surprise to me, but I had to give it to you. She's dead. Billie right. Holiday. Billie Holiday. She died in 1959. Holy fuck. Yeah, she wasn't that old. Uh, 1959, but all right. So that's 60. I'm going to say 104. 104 million? Year, no, 104 years old, she would have been. Um, God dang it. Let's see. 105. How about that? Would have been 105. All right. How much how, is she how, worth? Yeah, that's why I put her on here because the money surprised me. Billy Holiday. Well, I guess maybe they're still buying her records. I don't know, $20 million? $99 million. Shut the fuck up. That's what it says, $99 million. Wow. Crazy, huh? Yeah. All right, here we go. Fuck it. This is why I showed up tonight. All right. <laughs> yeah, shut up to your own house. <laughs> That's it. This is why I turned Ozark off. All right. Oh, fuck. Stay okay. or go. All right. OJ Simpson, Aaron Hernandez. Assuming Aaron Hernandez is still alive. Who are you picking? Uh, oh, I'm s- The Juice. <laughs> I think I'm going the juice also. Fuck yeah. It's a horrible question. I, I go juice in a second because juice is going to fucking. Uh, well, Aaron Hernandez is. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I'm not. I don't think juice is going to kill me in the middle of the night. He's he, done it what before. You, yeah, I'm saying, why not the middle of the night? He's yeah, not going to kill you during the day. Yeah, I'm going to go with the juice. <laughs> You're trying to break this down. I think I think they both kill the same truly, amount of people. Yeah, yours truly. Yes. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, a little bit more fun. Courtney Cox, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, who stays? Who stays? Who goes? Uh, Jennifer Aniston stays. Okay. Courtney Cox goes. Yeah. Cause I'm going the other David, way around. Yeah. Cause, good. Have fun batting cleanup behind David Arquette. You <laughs> fucking if he knew how to lay the wood, he'd still have her. Jennifer Aniston sucks in the sack. That's my theory. I'll tell you for sure in a month. <laughs> Christy Brinkley, Heather Locklear. Oh, shit. Heather, Heather Lockler's Plum Loco. Uh, Christy Brinkley stays. She's, she's aged very well. God, Heather Lockler's going to, yeah, she's going to stab you in the neck. All right. Farrah Fawcett, Linda Carter. Linda Carter stays. Why do you keep asking me dead? <laughs> because I'm trying to move like, things around. One's alive, one's dead. We go, that well, tough. you got to assume they're all alive. Okay. All right. Got uh, three more here, and the last two are going to be tough ones. All right. Dagmar, Kathleen Bade. Oh shit! Uh, well, I don't know Dagmar at yeah, all. Yeah. So what? But Kathleen Bade's husband Jeff is awesome, and so uh, Dagmar stays. <laughs> okay, here we go. Nancy Reagan, Melania Trump. Oh, Nancy Reagan stays. <laughs> Hundred percent. Don't you listen to the show? That's why I threw it at you. Fuck yeah, dude. She's staying. All right. This is gonna be the toughest one of the night. This is, it's the last one. Toughest one of the night. We'll see. I'll make that decision. Oh, I guarantee it is. All right. Alan Horton, Glenn Geffner. 
Oh, shit. That's a good one. And they both listen to the show. Yeah, good friends of the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one's the voice of the Wolves, one's the voice of the Marlins. God, they're both legends. And they're both Patreon guys. Oh, that's a tough one. I told you. That's a tough one. I I can't. I'm going. I told myself. <laughs> I can't. I I can't. I Son love of a bitch. I love both those guys. I'd be um. like, fuck it. They, uh, they're just they're as good as it gets. Yep, that's it. Oh I gotta walk the plank, Dave. That's it. I'm a man it's, of character and honor. Oh my gosh. That Who are you throwing out of those two? Hell, I'm not the one that has to answer that one. I just had to throw it at you. I, I told uh, I told Josh when I wrote it down, I go, there's no way Jeff is going to be able to make a decision. This is going to yeah. be the toughest one. I said, I bet you he throws Allen in the water. And, oh, he, and he keeps Jeff. No way. Al Horton sings. <laughs> Tito Trinidad, <laughs> you are my shining star. Two days before you told him to shut the Don't fuck up. Don't you go away. Are you kidding me? That fucking maniac is the all-time best. Both of those guys. That'd be great. Like, my, my prediction would be Alan Horton would get sick of you before you got sick of him. 100%. Yes. And Geff's not going to get sick of you. Geff's the greatest. Yeah. I'd walk the plank. I, I couldn't. I love those two guys, man. I have this question for you. Yeah. If you go, so the other day I took a drive with, and this is for all you fuckers sitting around whining, uh, I got to get a mask, I go to Home Depot, I go to Target, I can't get any lotion. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Here are the fuckers right in this town. I mean, obviously, the first responders are unbelievable, yes. right? For everybody. As are anybody working, whether it's the sandwich shop or the thrifty, wherever they're working, man. Uh, th- Thrifty's been out of business 100 years. <laughs> Right aid, right where the fuck they're working. I was there yesterday. Right? Yep. All those guys. Can't get ice cream anymore. Nope. <laughs> you would. You'd be the one guy walking <laughs> in. Ask for ice cream? No. Hey, what's going on? I can't get butter pecan? <laughs> get out of here, asshole. <laughs> fuck off. Um, But the other day, goddamn, I meant to bring this up. Yeah. So the other day, I take my kids. We just kind of get out a little bit, and we are coming... We drove through IB to come up uh, the Strand. Yeah. Through Coronado and then into downtown. Yeah. As you make that drive, and you can see it, Dave, right off the water, out, I don't know, 200 yards, 500 yards, who fucking cares? There's a cruise ship out there, and it's anchored. Now, I think I have this right that... Like, these are all guys that have been out there quarantined. And I was saying to my kids who said, man, that same boat was out there a couple of weeks ago. I don't know how many people are on board. I really don't. I don't know if it's 10 people or it's a 1,000 or some number in between. But, Dave, if you were quarantined out at sea like that in the water... And you had nowhere you could go yeah. except for your 10 by 10 or your 20 by 20, right? Yeah. And they're bringing you food, but you're basically in the same fucking clothes that you brought oh, for the cruise. Jesus. You know how it is in a hotel. Yeah. You got 20 fucking channels. 
How many books did you bring yeah. with you, right? You didn't bring anything with you. No, especially me. Yeah. So what the fuck are those guys Dude, doing? Who's no out there? Yeah. Somebody knows the answer. Uh, who the fuck are those guys out there straight out, kind of, like I said, kind of right out from the cage? Are you sure there are people on the, on the I, boat? I don't okay. know. That's what I'm asking. But it looks like it's, you want to take it easy over there, please? God, she's so angry. Quarantine. Shuggy, one-eyed wonder dog. I think my dog literally hates having everybody home all the time. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. She's like, it fucks everything up. Yeah. Her sleep schedule's all fucked up. Used yeah. to sleep in eight hours during the day. Yeah, going out for 19 walks a day. <laughs> um, but if anybody knows that, and then finally, you know, I'll drop him a message. Uh, H.J. Preller sent me a note tonight. Okay. Because I know a lot of you are home and you're going crazy. Dave and I are talking because we're both working our way through Ozark. I'm yeah. almost done with season two. I'm halfway through. Dave and Rita are halfway through with season two. Fucking great show. I don't know what I'm going to do in a week when I'm done. Because <laughs> you just crank through every episode. But uh, H.J. probably dropped me a note and said, Hey, you've mentioned a couple of times authors that write books about San Diego. Our friend Matt Coyle has a deal, I think tomorrow on Amazon, his most recent two books are like a buck yeah. for your Kindle. But his series starts with Yesterday's Echo, then it goes up through Lost Tomorrows. Uh, Matt Coyle writes a lot of books for San Diego that are fantastic. All of them should be on Amazon or for Kindle. But I think what Preller was talking about, because he said books that you talked about, San Diego Coastal, and Don Winslow had a book that came out yesterday. It's called Broken. Now, Don, dude, he started off, if you read a book called The Dawn Patrol, very easy read, uh, takes place in PB, private investigator who lives, Dave, if you've been out on Crystal Pier, you know the little like uh, hotel rooms that they have right yeah. on the pier? Well, the PI there, his name is Boone Daniels, and he lives in one of those, and the whole book's, uh, Dawn Patrol takes place in and around PB. Really, really fun. But then Don fucking up the ante and started investigating the cartels from Mexico. And if anybody's reading Ozark, man, I cannot recommend enough. He wrote three books. The first, first book that Don wrote is called Power of the Dog. Second book is The Cartel. The third book that just came out is called The Border. It follows a storyline of a DEA agent here in San Diego dealing with the cartels. What you read in that book is based on real life. Like the things that happen to the people in these books is based on 20 plus years of research. They're fucking insane books. Then he wrote a book last year called The Force about a New York uh, police detective that pretty much has free run of the city and then kind of gets kind of the line blurs as what you can do and what you can't do. The force is fucking great. But Don had a book that came out yesterday called Broken. And Broken is six short stories, uh, kind of crime. All of them are like 70 pages, but they're all different characters, one of which takes place with a guy robbing jewelry stores in Del Mar. 
So it's all right in Delmar Village through Solana Beach, up through Carlsbad. It's fucking great. There's a very funny one that takes place where a chimp at the San Diego Zoo gets a gun. And it's about the police guy who's got to go in and go, how the fuck did chimp get the gun? You find out. But that one's called Broken. So Matt Coyle, look for his books. They're for sale tonight on Amazon, tomorrow on Amazon. Don Winslow, if you're looking for something really easy to read, Dawn Patrol's great, Broken is great. But if you go, fuck, I was watching Ozark. I'm fascinated by the cartels. Book one is Power of the Dog. Book two is The Cartel. Third book is The Border. Holy shit, are they good. Cool. Good deal. So we'll be back on Sunday, on Easter Sunday? We'll be here Sunday. It'll be great. Dave's going to be here with uh, the Eastlake Boys Choir. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, we'll have a lot of fun. So Dave, stay safe. Everybody else, stay safe. We'll talk to you in a few days. Perfect. Stop.